and welcome to episode 10 of the Sheer Business Inspiration Podcast. My name's Jo Faraday and in today's episode I'm chatting to Penny Power OBE all about being a best-selling author, founder of Academy, director of Social Power and the Business Cafe, being a keynote speaker and also her immense contribution to entrepreneurship in the social digital economy. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, wonderful to be here. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm sure some of you have already been on many virtual Zooms and things, and I'm hoping that uh, I can really inspire you to run your own events, um, to be a keynote speaker yourself, and, and I'm really proud to be here. I think Jo and Shear Edge and the team that she's, she has is tremendous. They've put me at ease, uh, and I'm really excited about today. So thanks very much to you all. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Sheer Business Inspiration podcast. I am so happy to have Penny Power OBE joining us today. Welcome, Penny. Hi, lovely to be with you, Jo. Um, for those that aren't aware of you and your immense contribution to entrepreneurship in the social and digital economy, can you give us a little bit of an overview of your story to date? Yeah, I always think, how, how long do I make it? So I'll try and be brief to give a little bit of context, though. Um, so I called myself an accidental entrepreneur because I was very much sort of in corporate or um, large company world. i um, always been a sort of sales and marketing person. My my most recent um, corporate or, what should I say, employed job was a sales marketing director of a fairly large company. Um, but that was back when I was 28. So I'm 56 now. So it's really since then that I've been working for myself. And I suppose the drive for entrepreneurism came from, you know, how do I manage to juggle my life as a mum? And also, how do I get a real sense of purpose in what I'm doing? Um, and if I look back to, well, that was 1992, you know, corporate life for mums wasn't quite as good as it is now. I think companies are a lot more um caring and giving but it wasn't going to be like that a lot for me. more acceptable so, nowadays especially this year I think people have had to be but yeah it's, it's um yeah, sure at yeah. that time it was harder it was harder and um, I was the first senior member of the company to have a baby so there was no precedent set either so but that's great because you know I one of my values is feeling free and um that set me free into a world and I dabbled a little bit for a few years in different things and and then in 1998 um, which if we take ourselves back to that 22 years ago the internet was really starting to emerge and become part of everybody's lives um, the world wide web was sort of on fire with people creating websites and things like that and um, my husband Thomas was very much in that world um, he was working for American uh, e-commerce and e-procurement companies and helping them to set up in the UK etc and I just happened to say to him one day over a pizza when we were out with the kids the kids were under five there were three of them under five actually you know what about friendship in business there must be a real gap where people are feeling a bit lonely a bit isolated loads of startups loads of individual experts and solo solopreneurs as we call them yeah why don't we find a way to connect them and help them and Thomas was a phenomenal networker I mean he's just yesterday one of our clients said do you know anybody who and Thomas sort of worked through his database in his head and he can come up with people's names and 
remember oh yeah I met him in 2002 and he was doing this and he's just amazing, amazing. So, yeah so Thomas immediately liked the idea of creating a community and connecting people and that's what we did but what we probably didn't realize is we were starting the world's first social network and um that all sounds very glamorous and gorgeous. And we had 14 incredible years doing it. Um, it grew across 52 countries. We had, we started very much with a software as a service type model, even though that didn't exist at the time, but we charged a subscription so that people could um, validate themselves properly. And we could know that people were who they say they are. Um, we also believed in paid membership because I think when people pay for something, there is more of a general commitment to a community because people are parting with money they need to they need to get some ROI on that absolutely um, so that's what we did and it was amazing um, we did that till 2012 by 2012 LinkedIn and Facebook and the expectation of the mass for free was really huge and so it came to a fairly challenging end in 2012 and that, that I call my accidental entrepreneur moment because I hadn't really realized what it was to be somebody who created a movement and an idea that scaled at such a pace and, and so huge and expected so much of us, um, which is what really gives me a lot of empathy now with entrepreneurs, I think. I think, and uh, you know, what a journey, an incredible journey. You built a, a fantastic, um, you know, platform. Um, I mean, seeing it, you know building it from scratch and and like you say you 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 started that ball that movement that ball rolling in in the whole you know social networking element and you know seeing your vision flourish in that way but then to a to an extent where actually it, it went it faster past what where you actually felt that it, it, it could go and you know yeah. obviously you know that that journey's a great journey but also I guess in some ways quite painful because you had to make some hard decisions then um yeah I mean it's um I think <clears throat> I think the one of the core words that a lot of entrepreneurs use is the term resilience yes um and there's never been a time I don't think in that you know the last 20 years certainly when we need to be as resilient as we are now yeah I mean there were you know there was the 2001 crash with the dot-com then there was obviously when 9-11 happened and then there's the banking crisis so there has been things but this global crash and challenge and not only <laughs> crashing around people but in terms of maybe them finding it hard to do business and having to pivot their business but also um, not being able to go or offline and run events and yes meet people in the same way and so you're sort of I think adversity definitely creates resilience I, I never knew how resilient I could be um, I think I was always pretty resilient as a child I think I was very much the the generation whose parents as a generalization um, weren't as in touch with talking deeply with their children and and I so I was one of the resilient people who could talk through my own problems and and find my own way through the little battles at school and battles with boyfriends and battles in life yeah. um, so I think I had a core level of resilience and also a core level of positivity and and that helps but you know when your whole lifestyle is threatened it's horrendous especially when you know you've got dependent children 
Yes. Um, yes, because you're both involved in that, that business, weren't you? So, you know, it wasn't just yeah. one, one of, it was no. both. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, and of course, what a lot of people will be experiencing now is the, their identity connected to the business that they've built and absorbing feelings of lack of self-worth and losing confidence in themselves and, and that's you know that's something I really identify with and you know we went into the wilderness for a few years Thomas and I doing work and great yeah. work and um, you know I did continued my public speaking and um, Thomas became a non-exec director for a number of companies and he was public speaking and I started another company which did well but I think the scars of it are really useful scars because of the empathy the empathy that you have yeah. with people uh, you know and, and the encouragement I have towards people to try not to feel lonely that's really important to me when they're going through things yeah and I think that uh, I think both from a personal perspective and a business perspective um this year I think everybody like you say it's a global pandemic so it's mm. affected you know all of us in the whole world and it's about how we respond to it as as people as individuals and also as business leaders and and, and you know business people and yeah. um, so there's two there's two strains of it um which you know ultimately is something that you you know you you have created a best-selling book which is business is personal and and that's seen success on a global scale and um, so tell us a little bit more about that penny um, um oh. and, and what what's what drove you to to writing about that um so i have always believed that our emotional state will impact our financial outcomes i believed it from a very young age you know um you know, I went into business at 19 and I know that was a belief system I had when I became a leader. It was very important to me to manage my the, the, the emotions of my team and understand them and understand what drives them, etc. Um, and over a five year period, Thomas and I, we it was quite unbelievable the number of knocks we got, not just financial ones. Um, but massive emotional, personal ones that happen to our family. Um, some of this will be happening to people now, you know, the deaths of people when they were too young, um, trauma that our daughter went through that was very significant, which um, she's now very passionate about helping other people go through this issue, which is was she was um, abducted and raped by some men. And so we were we were really being knocked heavily. Um, but we were in such a financial position that there was no way that we could sort of take time out to rest and and do anything for ourselves. So we were able to put oxygen on all the people we love that were going through a lot of pain, which included my brother dying. So his family and my parents and my mum having dementia and dying and my sister losing her daughter. So there was a lot of people. There's a lot there. There's a uh, lot. Yeah. Around, and we're a very, very close family. Mm. We all live around Farnham and, you know, all these things devastated, devastated us. Um, but, you know, still, you know, we have to survive financially. It's our responsibility yes. uh, to survive mm. financially you know, especially when you've got children and, and you need to keep a roof over their head and keep them educated in the way that they're used to, etc. Yeah. So, um, and I'm saying that in that detail because I know there will be a lot of people thinking, I, 
I'm losing a lot at the moment or fearing yeah. the loss of things. And I think the imagined fear of the future can can really bring the present um, experience right into into your life. And I've got a trigger around that myself. You know, a fear is something that I have to fight because we had such a long period of bad news that yes. and uh, that you know it's it's an embedded challenge for me and I I really relate to that with other yeah. people but the opposite of fear is obviously love which is uh, which is a, the number one value I have in my life and and the way that I I project myself and I think that business is personal as a book came about because I've always believed business is personal and actually I had some investors in the business after academy who one of the shareholders who joined board meetings um, said to me at the end of our first meeting together, um, by the way, I don't need to like you, it's business, it's not personal. And I, I stepped back from that and thought, you know, when you're actually running your own business, I think it's personal even in a corporate, but when you're running your own business, you're making massive sacrifices, um, both in time and financially and, um, you know, in every way. Yeah. Uh, you know if it's not it is personal and um so I started talking about the fact that business is personal on stage and then about three years ago when everybody else was sort of as well as they could be with the different traumas that our family had been through and we had got ourselves back to a level footing with our finances um I had a little bit of what ended up being diagnosed as a PTSD moment and it was a pretty scary experience and it was triggered by um exhaustion and triggered by a, a situation I was put in in front of some investors again when I was looking for some investment into my third business that I wanted to get going and as a result of that I decided you know enough's enough I think I need to go and unpack what's going on in my head yeah and I decided to go to a psychologist and it was a phenomenal experience because I think it's the first time that I ever I suppose I allowed myself to believe that I wasn't uh, that I was infallible that I wasn't infallible yes yeah, uh, you know, I used to wear the badge of honor that oh, Penny, you're so strong, and and I am incredibly independent. But you know, an overdone strength of independent people is that they don't ask for help. Mm. Um, and it's interesting, actually, how that's wrapped up in ego, and we all have ego. Yes. And I, I really needed to unpack that. So I had the most incredible period of time going to see a psychologist. And once I had sort of identified and we talked through some of the things that I'd been through, I started to become really fascinated by my personality and character as an entrepreneur. Um, and that took me much more into the wider aspect of all of us as entrepreneurs. Yes. And I ended up creating sort of looking at my own triggers through the week. And then when I'd go and see Anna, my psychologist, I'd talk these through with her Um all sorts of things boundaries valuing yourself assertiveness non-assertiveness all sorts of things and I started to ask a question about it but I was writing copious notes because all the time I was thinking my goodness how many of the five million entrepreneurs in the UK at the time and, and beyond across the world have got similar personality traits and characters that have built a business based on passion but actually the business world has been quite tough for them yes and and, you know, business is tough, but you've got some characters that accept that and their personalities are so results driven and success driven, they can almost not allow emotion to come into their, their sphere of influence. Yeah. But there are a lot of us where business is quite an emotional journey, you know, the rejection, the, 
the compare and despair, the, the imposter syndrome, the, the feeling of um, not keeping up with everyone. So I decided to write my book about it. And um, when I wrote it, I decided that I wouldn't be able to do it unless I was really open and real about it. You know, I, it wasn't the time for me to hide anything. And it wasn't that I wanted to create a, I didn't want to create an autobiography and I didn't want to, certainly didn't want to look like a victim because I don't feel I'm a victim. I take personal responsibility for everything that's yes. happened in my life. Yeah. Um, but it had to be laid bare because nobody else would be able to resonate with it unless they could tell who the true me was. Yeah, and so, it's very raw, very honest, but, but but like you say, it needed to be, didn't it? It needed to have all of those things for people to be able to resonate and relate to, definitely. Um, yeah, and we'll, and we'll I, be sharing links to where people can, oh, can, can get that, um, that book. Oh, that's lovely. Got on to, um, to do um, further... Um, publishing books as well haven't you well I my first book I published was in 2009 and I think it was the publisher that um, asked me to to go into their um, library of books I think there was no books at that time really on social media and it was called know me like me follow me and it was about how to become known liked and followed um, and then business cafe uh, the, um, the, the business is personal is my second book Thomas has um, authored a number of books as well um yeah and and yeah I suppose I don't know I sometimes think there's another book maybe a book between the two of us in us where we join up I, I think I held back some of the emotional family traumas that have been through because I didn't want to uh shock people uh, too much and I didn't want to go down that line too much I wanted to keep the book about business yeah um although I allude to the personal stuff um, and what is interesting is when you look at the different psychometric profiles of different people, whether, you know, you use DISC or Myers-Briggs or whatever, it's interesting the feedback I get from across the range. Um, so I think I'm trying to identify with everybody really in it. And it, what I have found fascinating is a lot of the clients that we've attracted are people that are quite opposite to me in personality so that's quite um, interesting isn't it I think that's quite interesting yeah but but I think that people who are closed are even lonelier I'm very open yes but, you know yeah. closed people are even lonelier and what they really want is to go into small intimate groups where they can trust people and know they're safe not become overwhelmed by too much noise that you get on social media yeah and so it is really interesting because everybody's got emotions and everybody's got strong hearts that That's want to feel loved yeah and validated and, yeah and I also think people want a safe space they want somewhere where they can go and air yeah. how they're feeling but not feel yeah. like they're judged in any way um so I think that's that's a that's a yeah. key thing um yeah you, it is you received your OBE in 2014 and um that was just a, a bet that was probably alongside maybe the birth of your children probably one of your proudest <laughs> moments am I, am I right in, in assuming that yeah it was a phenomenal experience and it was uh, about a year and a half after academy had come to an end and Thomas and I um, were really quite sad about that not just for ourselves but because there were 650,000 members that really used it as their home we always created a culture of friendship and openness and people created their own groups on it and had their blog content on it and connected with each other and 
you know, we took away the home from them as well. So we carried quite a burden around that. Mm. Um, and we also felt, I suppose, there was a sense of anger about the fact that, um, you know, we were contributing so much to so many small businesses that needed that place. Uh, and yet Facebook and LinkedIn was growing and they were American. And there was this feeling that this was a British phenomenal business, actually, that hadn't been able to succeed. Um, so there was a, a mix of emotions around it all. And um, so that feeling of validation that we were seen at the, the highest level as somebody who, who had contributed. Absolutely. And I mean, my only feeling about it that made me feel a bit bad was it was really Thomas who built this business to what it was, the Academy. I mean, he's the, he's the most unconditionally giving person and connector of people. Um, but he was just so proud and we all, you know, we all went to, to meet the Queen and um, he, you know, he, I feel I was collecting it on his behalf, but also on behalf of all of the members that actually some of them who I still connect with who joined back in 1998, 2000, who were the ones that built the community because it's the members that make a community. Yes. You can only create a safe space for it. Um, so I felt like I was collecting it on behalf of a lot of people. But I think I think don't do yourself a disservice. You know, you you put your heart and soul into it. So um, I think it's a well deserved um, accolade that that you received. And um, we've talked about you know there's going to be a lot of people that are finding themselves in a situation where they might have lost their jobs. Um, in some cases, homes. They might be in a situation where they're thinking, my career path I wanted to do isn't isn't clear for me anymore and I don't really know what I want mm. to do I might start a business I might not and um, what message could you give to any budding entrepreneur at the moment right now so I think you're absolutely right to identify people who are feeling unstable in their jobs as well and you know there is a massive birth of startups um, in fact our own son has left a big consulting firm of his own decision because he sees this as an opportunity for him to to create his own business now um, so mm -hmm. the advice i'd give is that what the world needs is experts yeah come and help me with my business and i've got a range of suppliers that help me and whether they're helping me with my mind through to whether they're helping me with my SEO or my brand or um, my finances. Um, actually, if you write down the expertise you need in your business, it's phenomenal how much help you need. So the world needs experts. And I think it's now is the time for people to really think about what is my core expertise and what is the impact that I'm wanting have, to have on others with that expertise. Yeah. And once you know that, you've got the start of your brand, your personal brand and your message on your website and through social media. Um, and I think that we are gonna see a growth of um, even more solopreneurs. I particularly love working with them because I, my heart beats for them and I identify with them. And, and I think, you know, we've, we, Thomas and I, in fact, in, in um, October launched a group for people like that called BIP100. And yes. We've decided to make it a very small, intimate group so that those experts can refer business and really get to know one another, and, but also be comfortable enough to open up. So like on a Tuesday, we have 
a well-being session and people can join that and we did that this morning and it's wonderful to see people opening up feeling safe enough to open up but actually when you listen to someone open up you start to get a sense of their true values yes. and then you really want to work with them yeah. so so all those people that we've talked about you know those corporate people those startups you know just really hone your expertise know how to articulate it and think about who you want to have that impact on who is the niche audience that is important to you yeah and I think it's important to recognize what you're passionate about as an individual and hone in on that because I think so many people will have spent so much time working in a role and they may not actually it may not have made their heart sing and and ultimately a lot of time can be wasted in the working life Mm. not doing what you love and I think that's so important as well is to recognize what really makes you passionate about and and and, yeah. and and work on it if you can I mean it's not always possible is it but um no I think, that's I think you're nice absolutely thing. right absolutely I mean I think I suppose the reason I didn't lead with that is that I'm noticing a lot of people who are very passionate about what they do but they're not getting the business skills to make it happen yes that's so, so important isn't it to have that it support. is so it is the balance but I agree with you there is it's horrible if you're doing something without that sense of purpose and yeah. and you know going back to that fear or love when you get into that sense of purpose you are then driving yourself with love rather yes. than fear absolutely. and so I think you're absolutely right Joe. it's a really critical element of, of of what you do and you know most of us god willing are going to live a very long time yeah. And need to work a very long time. I mean, yes, I'm assuming yeah. I'll work into my 80s and I hope I'll still want to, but I'm also yeah. going to assume that I will. And um, we've got to feel that we love what we do because we've yeah. got to keep investing in learning that subject even more and even more. Yes, absolutely. Um, and yeah. I'm really enjoying, so I, obviously past writing the books and, and, and everything that, that's been going on, I've really enjoyed watching your women um it's like your version business version of loose women isn't it so business business blondes isn't it it is yeah business blondes which I'm a bit worried that doesn't sound diverse enough so I'm still sort of talking that through with um, the other three ladies and I did I always wanted to do a sort of loose women for business because I'd be watching loose women sometimes and thinking talk about business yeah and and, uh, not just celebrity and all that other stuff that goes on so um so I sort of talked about that and then three ladies who are in our mastermind group that we run sort of approached me and said, well, we'd really like to do this and we're all blonde and we like this name. And we're on episode 11 this Amazing. week. You launched in uh, September, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, well done. Yeah. So and we've got um, we always have a guest and we talk about a particular subject with that guest. Uh, it's fun. It's 30 minutes over lunchtime trying to keep it a bit light but also give something that gives I people think it's a great... hope and also yeah some skills yes absolutely and I think that and it's something could you know encourage people to watch because I really am enjoying them so um oh, so yeah so that's nice. really Thank good you. and um Thank as, you, you, as you've mentioned your mastermind group as well and um, so that's um bit 100 club isn't it um and that's been running how long has that been running for now well, we've been running offline masterminds for a couple of years. So we've got three of those. And because of, you know, they were only 12 month programs, but yeah. because of COVID, we've stretched it out. We haven't charged them more, but we've kept it going virtually and we'll be keeping together until they've done their 12 offline. Bit 100 was launched, really seeing the need for a, an online mastermind 
but also the need for a, to, for massive amounts of connections for people. So as our mastermind offline is 12 people, BIP 100 is for 100 people. And we really treat people, they are the master. We're, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not the guru. It's about really raising their brands and their knowledge. And so every Thursday, one of them will run an expert session into the group. And um, so it's, it's really great. We're loving it. That, that launched on October 7th, the, the, the Bit 100 one. So we've got 18 members now. Great. Um, oh, it's, I mean, it's yeah. exciting to hear about it and, and all of these things happening in this year. So, I mean, that, if that's not a message to everyone, <laughs> I don't know what is it. Um, it has been a difficult time for many during this pandemic. Can you offer any, our listeners any inspiring and positive messages to, to G them up, to, to keep, keep them hopeful? Yeah. Yeah, so I think I have to first say that I know what it feels to be in despair and to feel dark. And I think it is really important to not resist that feeling if you're going through that, because I learned the hard way about putting things into a drawer and not, not going through it. And actually, the psychologist was tell you the path to recovery is to not resist it and then to accept where you are. And once you get to sort of acceptance, you come from resistance up to acceptance, you can then grow. Um, so I would say, you know, really understand and accept what you feel you might be losing. But also I do gratitude every morning. Every morning I write the things I'm grateful for because it is amazing. If we only focus on what we're losing, it's very negative. If we can focus on what we still have, we can build from that. And in terms of hope about the future, I, I just think whenever there has been a dip, there has then been an amazing rise. Yeah. And if you are well connected with people and you communicate well with others, if you come on the virtual group uh, events that Joe is constantly <laughs> asking people to achieve and create, if you create your own virtual events as well, because that's a brilliant way to create community. If you just stay really connected, um, you are going to do really well when we come out of this. And you know, I've watched the way governments across the world have supported small business when we are coming out of bad um, economies. And there will be a lot of a lot of focus on the entrepreneurs and the startups and the um, going forward. And I'm, I am really happy about the way that corporate cultures are adapting. Yes. Because um, just just this morning, our son, who's a well-being coach, he's been hired. And will I say it because I think they're proud of it. He's been hired to work with um, a Coca-Cola partnership Amazing. to support their staff. And I think that. If you are staying employed, I think you're going to see a big shift in leadership oh, absolutely. and a big shift in, in the way that your well-being is considered. Absolutely. So I think yeah. I think the future is going to be really quite fantastic. But sometimes it takes a shock to create change. And that's yes. what we're going through now. And there'll be opportunities, you know, through, through any changes that do. Like you said, there's a rise in opportunities. I'm really pleased for your son. Congratulate him, won't you? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he's, he's loving it. So other than all the other stuff that's going on, is there anything else that's new? I think it sounds like you've got lots going on anyway, but is there anything else that, that's bubbling away that you might? Yeah, well, I mean, constantly, I think I'm enjoying, there's a lot of people building these virtual events, which is exciting. So um, that though those seem to be filling my diary up quite brilliantly. Um, yeah. which is, is exciting because I know if we take ourselves back to March, people were terrified of it. Yes. Um, so so that, I think, is a, is a new thing that's really exciting. I mean, Thomas and I have 
once again had a chance like a lot of people to step back and redesign our life a bit which yes. is what we did three years ago when we decided yeah. what business we wanted to run um and you know we've we've decided to look after our start living a bit you know we've got electric bikes we've um bought a motor home we're trying to find a bit more balance in our in our life which is new and i i encourage people to find ways to go out into nature and enjoy that as well absolutely um, so and make the most of your connections and make the most of people asking you to do some virtual speaking yeah. i think you know and, and get virtual events going i think that is a it's a new shift in the way people are going to build their brands and connect yeah um one thing I suppose I'd like to say is that a lot of people are now connecting on LinkedIn and I am, you know, I'm reaching out to find experts on LinkedIn and I'm quite disturbed by the fact that people can be quite rude. Yeah. And what I would like to leave people with is the importance of kindness. Yeah. Because, you know, when I look back to days when I was 19, I was doing telesales and we were allowed to call companies. Um, then you know Facebook and LinkedIn was fantastic but now they have massively squeezed how much your posts are seen yeah um, so then people are reverting to obviously Facebook advertising but you know there is no harm in someone reaching out to you to try and talk to you as a cold connection yeah and absolutely. even if they are a bit clumsy even if they're a bit clumsy in the way they do it please leave people with their self-esteem and don't be rude to people if, yeah. if it's not there's one thing that can come out of this year it's let's heighten the way that we treat one another and be kinder I think that's something that I think is that's really such important. A, yeah and I think that's a brilliant message to leave um you know everyone with I mean kindness is is you know it's, it's ingrained in in me you know as, as I've been raised and but I know it isn't for, for many people but like you say I mean we, we all do need to think more about how our actions implicate others and and how it makes them feel so um and and you know I think this year has been a time of reflection and and, and moving you know forward and and finding new ways of diversifying but kindness is the, the biggest gift that we can give each other isn't it, it? Is. so you know kindness actually costs you nothing but nothing, it's one of the best yeah. investments you can make absolutely absolutely well thank you so much Penny I could talk to you for hours oh, <laughs> but, um, well, I know everyone, everyone will have really enjoyed this episode so thank, thank you again you. and um speak you're to very you soon. welcome thank you thank you Joe. thank you so much Penny for taking the time to chat with us and share your experiences I'm sure so many people will have had um, great inspiration from what you've had to say and um, also your words of wisdom and inspiring positive messages so thank you so much for that we will be sharing the links to your book business is personal along with the link to be able to watch your business um, blondes and also your bip 100 link as well so if people do want to sign up they will know how to do that if you're enjoying our podcast, please do feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you'll be able to watch historic episodes and also all the new ones that are to come. And also don't forget um, that we do you know, really value your feedback. So please let us know if there's a particular guest you'd like us to chat with or any particular questions for each of the guests that we speak to um, in our bi-weekly episodes. Thank you for your support and the next guest that we've got coming up um, is Kevin Rogers and um, he is an award-winning 
solicitor. He's won Solicitor of the Year. He's president of the Northampton Chamber of Commerce. Um, and he's so, so much more. For those of you that will uh, know of him and follow him on LinkedIn, um, you will know about his hashtag singing solicitor as well. So um, I am sure that you'll have lots of questions. Please do feel free to let us know what they will be, um, but we will be chatting with him in the next couple of weeks. So um, keep your eyes peeled for that episode. Thanks again. Bye.